One of the most annoying things in our massage world is when clients no-show. We have prepared ourselves mentally, physically, and energetically to give an awesome treatment, and then our clients fail to show. Our clients may think, no big deal, I'll reschedule for next week, but the truth is that an appointment that could have been booked by someone else is no longer available. That is time that we could have been spent doing something else and lost revenue. Or is it? This is what me and Becca are going to explore in today's podcast episode. Align with the Massage Business Mama comes to you with a combined 22 plus years experience in the massage biz as entrepreneurs, providing actionable tips and resources you can implement today. Becca, an off-grid living, quirky, trail-running massage therapist, esthetician, and yogi, offers her business and wellness perspective to you with highly caffeine-fueled, compassionate wit. Allie, your hard-working, driven, creative mom, massage therapist, business owner, lover of friend gatherings, all-time annual family talent show winner, brings her drive and business savvy to every episode. Ugh, no-shows are so annoying. And in my opinion, super disrespectful. Yeah, I agree. A couple weeks ago, I had a no-show, and it prompted me to do a whole series around no-shows, starting with an Instagram reel and ending with this podcast. Side note, if you guys haven't started playing with reels to promote your businesses on Instagram... Right now, Instagram is playing favorites with anyone who puts reels up. So if you want more eyes on your account, now is the time to get creative making reels. They are trying to compete with TikTok, and this is their attempt at competition. So yeah, reels. Teaching you all about reels. Yeah, I played with one. I did it wrong. It's okay. I think I think that's like most people's first experience with reels. They like think that it's a movie. and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Okay, so back to no-shows. One of the things that struck me when I was dealing with this recent no-show was how much less of a pain it was to have this occurrence happen now than when I first started my massage business. When I first became a massage boss, I was scared to enforce my 24-hour cancellation policy. I thought my clients would hate me or refuse to come see me again if I enforced my policy. So I let a few clients walk all over me. I let them get away with not paying when they forgot about their appointments. And you know what, Becca? They kept on doing it. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that if I showed a little grace that they would appreciate the sacrifice I was making to keep them happy. But this was not the case at all. Instead, I was teaching them that it was okay to treat me with callous disregard. And so I got smart. I decided to enforce the 24-hour cancellation policy I had so carefully crafted to take credit cards at the time of booking and charge those cards when the circumstances called for it. I did run into one or two snags where I had to reverse charges, but for the most part, it has been an extremely positive outcome. People realize that when they schedule an appointment with me, I expect them to make it. And if they can't, well, then they let me know. If you establish firm boundaries from the get-go, not only can you be compensated for your time, you prevent no-shows from becoming a regular occurrence. And in the case of my no-show the other day, I was compensated for my time. While I did miss out on a tip I might have received, and that's unfortunate, 
I was able to go to the grocery store and that was something that desperately needed to happen. So I wasn't completely upset. Obviously, there are times when clients have valid reasons for not making their appointments, but most of the time, the reasons aren't so legit. They forgot to put their appointment in their planner. Their friends came to town. Or my personal favorite, they got stuck skiing on the ski mountain for one more run. That's my excuse. (laughs) I would never miss a massage. Are you kidding me? Never, ever. Or my other favorite excuse is they drank too much the night before. Worst. Like, like the that's worst. my fault. Yeah, like that's my fault. I also want to add something. So I worked for a spa owner who had who had a 24-hour cancellation policy. They did not enforce it. At all? At all. Mm-hmm. And they did not enforce their front desk collecting credit card information to enforce this cancellation policy. So... As an owner, they have to pay rent, they have to pay their front desk staff, and their clientele is just literally walking all over them. Yeah. And I mean, that's real hard. Like I know as a business owner that had people working for me, that was a hard line to navigate because in the beginning, it was a hard boundary for me to establish. But I mean, it didn't create a happy staff when they weren't being compensated for massages that they were already able to do. And so, you know, especially... If you're a business owner where you have people working for you, it's super important that you enforce these policies. Yeah, the disgruntled, disgruntled massage therapists don't make great work. No, it's, it's not. That's not good at all. <laughs> so all of these excuses that we experience, they really grate on morale. And not only were the therapists ready to go, were you as a therapist ready to go, but oftentimes. We've turned down other work in order to be available for the appointments. It's super rude. So freaking rude. And they just don't even value your time. Right. So how can we mitigate the occurrence of no-shows from ever happening? Ever is probably a pretty strong word. You know, most of the time. 90, 90, 10, whatever. Becca's all about the percentages lately. (laughs) Today, yeah. (laughs) Just throwing out numbers. (laughs) So before my downsize, my office manager and I spent much of the last two years taking measures to help minimize these occurrences. Because like I said, you know, in the beginning, when I was slowly building my business up before it became what it was, you kind of have a little bit, at least I had a little bit different attitude about building this business and how to view no-shows. And I'm sure that that was probably the business that you worked for too. It's like, you know, it's hard to set clear boundaries sometimes in the beginning. Yeah, I can't speak for the business owner, but it looked like, you know, they really didn't want to turn away anybody and they didn't want to create a bad reputation, I guess. Um, But I think it just really backfired for them. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that that's a common mentality. Yeah, absolutely. So my office manager and I, we made a lot of headway in reducing no shows appearances by implementing the following methods. One, we started making it a point to explain to each and every client that we have a 24-hour cancellation policy and that we appreciate their cooperation and understanding of this policy. So, I mean, people aren't going to know you have a 24-hour cancellation policy unless you make it super clear. Straight up. Uh, Two, we updated all of our printed and online material to reflect our strict 24-hour cancellation policy. Three, we started collecting credit card information to reserve appointments, letting clients know that if they failed to give 24 hours, that they would be charged. 
We stored this information on a secure site that didn't allow for outside parties to view the credit card information. And most online booking systems have this capability now, which is really nice. Yeah. Four, we started sending text reminders to our clients about their appointments. Our online booking software allows this process to be automated, which is great because it just saves on time and man manpower. Uh, you could easily do this manually if you didn't have software that had this capability, but it's just really a nice time saver to have it automated. Five, anytime we had a therapist traveling to a client for mobile massage, we would take payment at the time of booking. So not only did that eliminate a step in the mobile massage process, which is kind of nice because sometimes, I don't know, I feel like with mobile massage, sometimes there's just so many steps involved getting your table in and out. And if the clients have already paid, it's just kind of nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so in addition to that, it also ensured that, you know, we were paid regardless of if they changed their mind or not. <laughs> well, they would be crazy to change their mind. Crazy. Absolutely. So one of the things that I did just as a, a private studio owner is, and it was, it was much more work than I probably needed to do. But when I would book and rebook my clients, I would let them know that, and I still do it, that I'll give them a reminder call the day before their scheduled appointment. They don't have to answer. I'm just going to leave them a message. And this was an extra step, but it really helped prevent no-shows. And the few times it did happen, I was compensated because they knew. And I also knew that I had made the call. And so there, there was no excuses. Sometimes with those automated services, they can say, oh, I didn't receive the email or I didn't get a call from the front desk girl. And, you know, perhaps it's true, perhaps it's not. But if you're making the call or you go through a call list, then then you know the work has been done. This can work for a small studio or private practice, but it might be completely crazy to try to accomplish for a small or multi-room massage center. Yeah, well, and even for a smaller entity, it's, it's still a lot. Like for me... It's a huge challenge to make phone calls without getting interrupted from my lovely four-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to talk a lot. He's a huge talker. Yeah, you days. should make him make the phone calls. Ooh. Yeah. That would probably labor. help ensure that nobody, that people came because they yeah. hear that cute little voice. Oh, my goodness. They'd be like, Oliver, of course they're going to show up. <laughs> so we're working on his... You know, talking, interrupting when mom's on the phone, but it's a hard concept for him. And most days before I leave my office, I'm just scrambling to get out of the office in time to be ready to pick him up before I'm late for pickup. So I just, I love the text method system. And really in general, I'm just super anti-phone these days. <laughs> like anytime I can replace talking with texting, I will. When I first started my practice, this would have been viewed as probably unprofessional, but texting's become so much more mainstream. And I also, this is just kind of a side note, but I like to let my clients know that my preferred method of communication is texting. They all seem to kind of understand. And I just think, you know, whatever your preferred method of communication is, I think, you know, if you can communicate that with your clients, that you're going to reduce some of the problems that might incur. So even if I didn't have a child, I think at this point, I'd probably prefer texting. Yeah, I, I definitely would do whatever was comfortable um, for clients. So in North Idaho, which is where I reside six months out of the year, they're really old school. <laughs> they don't text. They don't text. Seriously. Yeah, it's so weird. Like if you went up there, you'd be like, wow. Like I'm your friends. Stuck in the 90s. Your friends don't text you? 
Oh no, my friends do, but they're but like business wise, like they're not really the local clientele. Is what I would. So like the clients aren't into texting. No, not really. Interesting. Well, in Colorado. Yeah. Well, you know, in in Colorado, I definitely text my clients. You know, I'll be like, hey, so I will give you a text the night before. You know, and even especially if we have like a recurring um, treatment set up. Yeah. I let them know, like, I'll text you the night before. If you don't hear from me, then my wires got crossed or I forgot. So, you know, like and and that can really help some clarification or communication hiccups that sometimes happen. But I mean, that's interesting, though, about like the difference between Idaho and Colorado. So I think, you know, (laughs) the difference between Idaho and everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it just like brings up the point of like. Know your area. Yeah. Know the the clients that you serve and, like, how to best communicate with them. Totally. And I would also tell my clients in Idaho, like, don't bother answering. I'm going to leave you a message. It's just a reminder call. We don't have to have an hour conversation. And I would call, you know, at hours where I knew that they were probably busy, you know, like. On purpose? Yeah. I didn't necessarily want to have a conversation or bug them. So I would give, I, I would let them know just to give them the option to, like, go, oh, okay, that's my reminder call. Yeah. Don't forget. But yeah, it is. A, it can be a lot of work. I have a dentist here in Colorado. <laughs> My <laughs> dentist, um, and they—it's so irritating. It drives me nuts. They call to remind you, and if you don't call them back, mm. they keep calling you. I, you know, a dentist. I bet they don't, they have a lot of no shows. Well, that's I like got really upset one day. I was like, look, like. I'm busy. Like I book appointments all day long. Like when I make an appointment, I stick with my appointment. I like kind of just lost it on them one day. And they were like, well, 60% of our clients don't show. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. 60% of your clients don't show. Yeah. I mean, going to the dentist is for a lot of people, the most least favorite thing that they ever have to do. Yeah. Well, I said, put, I said, put a note in my file. Yeah. I said, yeah. when I make an appointment, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's something too, like, you know, as, as a professional, like if a client makes a statement like that, they, you should have the ability to like put a note in and not be an annoyance. Cause that'll drive your clients away. We don't yeah, I mean, that. I'm thinking about switching dentists <gasps> wow. because of it. So God, yeah, I mean, you know, dentist is a big deal. It's like, it's like switching a gynecologist. Like it's a big deal. Don't you think? Like, I don't know. It's, but I, I, this is like the only dentist I've had in the last like 15 years. Oh, it's a big deal. Okay, well, maybe I won't switch my dentist. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bad ones out there. Anyway, anyway, we're getting off topic. Let's circle back. All right, Becca, we'll circle back. In spite of all the precautions, no shows still do occur. Yeah. But at least if you have taken some measures to mitigate their occurrence, you can feel good knowing. You did all that you could to protect your income and energetic field. So some of the reasons I've run into why no-shows still do occur are sometimes we take credit card information, but the credit card was bad or had insufficient funds. Um, I've had times when, uh, back before the downsize, when my reception staff was in a hurry booking the appointment because either the phone was ringing off the hook or people were waiting at the front desk to get checked out. And so they failed to notify the client of the 24 hour cancellation policy, or they failed to collect credit card information. So, you know, just slowing down and making sure that you're getting everything you need. Uh, Clients get sick sometimes or have family emergencies. And this, this 
is a little bit more of a legitimate reason for missing their appointments. And given our current COVID situation, it's become even more of an issue and an area where I personally have chosen to show a lot of grace. I, I don't want sick people in my practice. <laughs> if they even like remotely feel like they're sick, I don't want them around. So that's, that's kind of a new consideration. I think it's a huge consideration. Like we all need to be sensitive to that and be aware of that for ourselves too. Like if you're not feeling up to par, don't, don't disrespect your clients. You yeah. know, don't work on them. Cancel. Yeah. Reschedule. Yeah. A few other reasons that I've seen is I've let clients get away with not giving 24 hours notice in the past and they know that I'm not serious about my policy. Now, if this sounds like you, I want to recommend that you let all your clients know that you've allowed this behavior in the past, but that moving forward, you're getting serious about your 24-hour cancellation policy and to change it because you deserve better. And lastly, I have had insurance clients who no-show and it would be illegal for me to bill them for a service that wasn't performed. Oh, insurance is just a whole other ball of wax that... Maybe a new episode. Maybe a new episode. <laughs> It'll be up there on par with tax stuff and ugh, legal yeah, entities. Legal entities. So, okay, so I have, a, I have a curious curiosity here since uh-huh. I'm obsessed with percentages. Um, what would you say that your percentage, because you said that your staff was like in a hurry and maybe they didn't say their 24-hour cancellation policy, like with all these precautions and you had – a five room, four room, four room wellness center. And you, you had a lot of staff. What would you say with all these precautions? What percentage of no shows actually occurred after we took all of those steps, those steps? Yeah. Um, they're still going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I would say that maybe we started having like one or two a month. See, I think that's, that's pretty good considering like, the volume of calls that are coming in and services are being booked. So having realistic, you know, a realistic understanding of what normal looks like for that is important. And your model specifically, you know, what that looks like in your specific business model. Yeah. Yeah. Just just an observation. I mean, now as like a, you know, moving back into the role of just being kind of a sole practitioner, um, I think that I've had, since I reopened in July, I've probably had like one no-show every five to six weeks. I mean, that's in the, you know, post-COVID landscape. That's pretty damn good. I mean, the percentage-wise, I think we were doing better for the... Sure. In the bigger um, realm when we had taken... But this is a different landscape. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Other variable. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So, no-shows, while they can be super annoying, they do mean that you have some bonus time. (laughs) But I, you know, I'm, like, often, like, thankful for a little bonus time. But what I just want to emphasize here is that your client doesn't need to know that you, if you, like me, sometimes look at it as bonus time. Your clients don't need to know that you feel that way. (laughs) Um, they might, it might give them more license to yeah walk all over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you know, my life is nuts at times and 
that I'm always a little bit short on time. So when I do have a no-show, I try not to get too bummed out. I try to utilize the time to the best of my abilities. I switch gears quickly and get busy catching up on emails, payroll, laundry, taxes. I always have kind of an ongoing list going on my desk. So when someone fails to show, I take a look at what's on my list and decide where I want to focus my efforts as opposed to the easier option of just scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, you're so right, Ellie. There's always so much to do. And a no-show can mean you have time to do that inventory or reorder product, work on marketing, or wax your armpits like I would do because, you know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a necessary thing that needs to occur. Yeah, you haven't looked under there in a hot minute. Yeah. It's getting rough. When I had my studio, I definitely enjoyed the moments when I had some spare time to work on. Yeah. Work on all the things. Yeah. I I can't say that I hate all of my no-shows. Yeah. Just some of them. <laughs> and again, I never share with my clients that I <laughs> you did <know. laughs> appreciate a no-show. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I have cl- clients listening to this no. podcast. No. <laughs> um so there's always room for growth and improving our systems. While I feel like I've done a really good job over the past couple of years of reducing my no-shows. I'm always brainstorming solutions to this pesky problem. So I want to encourage our listeners to stop letting no-shows get you down, to get in touch with your kahunas, (laughs) and lay down the law. And if that doesn't work, it might be time to think about firing your problem client. You guys all have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. And please reach out to us if you have any questions or topics you would like covered. We love suggestions. Find us at www.alignwiththemassagebusinessmama.com. Also, we wouldn't hate it if you were inclined to share or review our episode. Until next time, stay healthy, massage therapists.